With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Products and or services which may be advertised during this program are not necessarily endorsed by the program. Prog Watch. Music that tells a story. With your friend and host, Big Tony Rousick. A.K.A. Prog Squatch. Welcome back to Prog Watch, my friends. This is Big Tony, your host, and I thank you for coming along for the ride once again. Also, special thanks to all my supporters on Patreon.com. My patrons of the progressive arts. If you enjoy Prog Watch and it has some value to you, I'd ask you to consider supporting my efforts here. You can find more at patreon.com forward slash Anthony Rousick, R-O-W-S-I-C-K, or by following the support the show link at the top of the homepage of progwatch.com. And that's P-R-O-G-W-A-T-C-H, all one word, dot com. If supporting the show in that way is not your kappa, how about sharing my posts on social media when you see them? Likes are nice, but shares help spread the word to a larger potential audience. So I'm very excited to tell you that this week I've got a special guest, Aaron Clift of the Aaron Clift Experiment. Aaron's band has just released their fourth studio album called The Age of Misinformation, and he and I will be chatting a bit about that and many other things. Before we dig into the interview and the new music, I figured I'd start things off with a few older tracks from previous Aaron Clift Experiment albums. So let's listen now to Faith, and then Staring at Fruit Out of Reach.
I try to climb I'm only drawn to the tempting food To keep me from reality So don't cut me loose I put down my roots Let me stay in fantasy
Again, that was Faith from the album If All Goes Wrong, released in 2018. And then Staring at Fruit Out of Reach from the debut album Lonely Hills in 2012. Both, of course, by the Aaron Clift Experiment. Now let's listen to a little of my chat with Aaron Clift himself. All right, so yeah, it's been a while since we spoke, huh? Yeah, it's been a couple of years now. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, no, I guess uh, a lot has happened in the world, and a lot has happened with your band as well. Now you're you have a new album out, "The Age of Misinformation," and uh, it's basically a, a concept album. Do you want to talk a bit about the concept and what was going on that uh, led you into that concept? Yeah, so this is our fourth album. Came out earlier this month, January, and. It's actually been in the works for a little bit longer than some of our other albums, but the uh, the pandemic sort of delayed a lot of things. Uh, but yeah, the concept of this album is, uh, as you mentioned, the, the title about misinformation, specifically about lies versus truth and uh, how the first half of the album is about how these lies and misinformation uh, tear people apart, both with the sort of the socio-political impact of it, as well as on a personal level. And then the second half of the album is exploring uh, where do we go from here? How can we find truth and how can we find uh, peace of mind? So yeah, there was definitely uh, a concept behind this and something I'd wanted to do for a long time with one of our albums is, is have uh, a concept like this. So, I mean, there's been a lot going on obviously in the world and uh, you know, you mentioned the pandemic, what influence did that have on the band as far as uh, I noticed it's a different lineup. Yeah. The, uh, well, the lineups that we've had in the past definitely do have an impact on, on the sound of the albums. But as you mentioned, the, the pandemic certainly did, with this album, uh, with previous Aaron Clift experiment albums, when we had put together songs, typically the way we had done it was we would, uh, I would come up with ideas for a song and I might take my phone out and bang around on my, on my keyboard and just record myself singing with the phone and maybe put together a chord chart. And then I'd present that to my band in rehearsal and we would arrange it there. And we would do those those kinds of very rough uh, rehearsal recordings, and then we'd head into the studio. So it's almost like we we would cut our teeth on it live uh, as a band, and then we'd go into the studio and knock it out. But one of the, I guess, one of the things I wanted to do differently with the with this album is I wanted to take a more, um, I guess, a more conscious approach with with production choices because. I think when you when you do an approach like we did before, you do get a lot of the energy of the band, but then a lot of the decisions for uh, production and arranging are made in the studio. So uh, sometimes when you make those on the fly, they can be good decisions. Other times it's one of those things where you listen back to it later and you're like, you know, maybe if I had done it this way, I could have it could have been a little bit better or something like that. So I already wanted to make a more conscious approach with how we approached our production and the pre-production of this album and the pandemic sort of made it a necessity anyway, because 
we had just auditioned Anthony Bassini, our, our guitarist in February, 2020. And we told him, all right, uh, we'll give you a couple of weeks. And after South by Southwest music festival, we want to start playing live shows again. And, and, uh, we would like to be ready for that. So South by Southwest got canceled that year. And then the lockdown notices started happening shortly after that. And we figured, well, we'll reconvene in April, you know, in, in a month when things uh, calm down. Yeah. They didn't calm down. They actually got worse. Yeah. And then that one month turned into two months, turned into three months, et cetera. And we realized at some point in May that this was going to be a more permanent type of situation. So I had already been looking into ways that I could use Ableton Live. Uh, I had already been using it for live concert uh, with my keyboard stuff, but I hadn't really explored the the uh, production recording capabilities of it. So having this situation now where I couldn't meet in person with my bandmates made it even more necessary to do that approach. So what I ended up doing was uh, arranging a lot of the songs more in depth. So I would, um, I would record ideas on the keyboard. Sometimes it would just be keyboard parts. Uh, sometimes I would have a bass guitar and a drum part and I'd program the loops for that and put that together. I'd send the recordings out to my uh, bandmates and say, all right, here's the arrangement. And now I'd like for you to record a part that's like uh, similar to this, but uh, you know, it can be, you know, more, more of your performance. We would do that. They would send me their parts. I would assemble them back together in Ableton. Then we would meet on uh, zoom every week and we'd go through and discuss these songs and we'd be able to discuss the arrangements in real time that was a, a substitute for rehearsal um but what it ended up doing was by the time we did get back together in august 2021 and, and rehearsed these songs i was a little bit concerned about well is this going to sound organic or is it going to sound like stitched together as it <clears throat> happened uh when we got together we didn't miss a beat we because we had done so much pre-production we knew what parts we needed to play and uh, it was really easy then going into the studio and knowing okay well this goes here this layer goes here and then we could focus more on the performances themselves like just getting the best possible performances and you know tweaking certain sounds here and there but not having to make a lot of arrangement decisions in the studio where you're uh you're paying by the hour and having to deal with all those things. So yeah, that's a long way of saying, yes, the pandemic did definitely influence the direction of this album. That's no, it's interesting. I mean, it sounds like you kind of made the best out of a bad situation as far as, you know, the way you were going back and forth and you put the pieces together, but then when the time came, you actually did it more organically instead of uh, long distance. Yeah. And I think, doing it this way i i felt like with this album that uh being the producer for this album and and making a lot of those decisions forced me to to really think deeply about what kind of sound we were going for a lot of decisions like that were ones that i either didn't have enough experience with with like the first two albums or that i was not as involved with with our third album i think with with this one 
that plus the concept of this album i think really helped glue together the these songs and into a more cohesive work even though you know we wanted to keep a lot of the things that we did with previous albums that we liked the stylistic diversity the the high quality musicianship and i think with with all those extra things i i really mean this when i say i think it's our best album to date let's listen now to the title track from the new aaron clift experiment album the age of misinformation
Once again, that was The Age of Misinformation, title track of the brand new release by the Aaron Clift Experiment. After our first short break, we'll hear more of my interview with Aaron and more great music from The Age of Misinformation. So, stay tuned. Attention all planets of the Solar Federation. We have assumed control. We have assumed control. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Frog Watch. Now let's listen to another new tune from the Aaron Clift Experiments album, The Age of Misinformation. This is Rise.
you mentioned diversity and that's something else I wanted to talk about that you, uh, there's a real, there's, there's really a lot of different looks on this album. I mean, you have big band stuff, you have, uh, some more acoustic sounding stuff. You have, um, you know, maybe some more traditional progressive rock sounding things. Uh, so was that just by, you know, the muses or, you know, um, like I said, I mean, it, it, there's, there's many different sounds on the album. Yeah, some of that was intentional, but a lot of it was me just exploring uh, different ways of songwriting. I have a lot of different approaches that I like to use to just come up with ideas and, and find inspiration. Sometimes it'll start with a keyboard sound that I really like that I've never used before. I upgraded my computer at the end of 2019, which is around when I started writing these songs, and I upgraded Ableton and I also upgraded the uh, plugins that I was using for my keyboard sounds. So I use uh, Complete by Native Instruments. Before I had been using Contact, which was like the, the stripped down version of it. So I had the typical prog warhorse uh, keyboard sounds. You know, you got your, your pianos, your Hammond organs, your Moog synthesizers, that kind of stuff. Mellotron. But, yeah, Mellotron, <laughs> all, all that good stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, my background is in classical music, so uh, and viola was my first instrument. So I, I really love what I love about classical music is its sort of expansive thinking and and diversity of sounds. And to me, the the symphony orchestra, if I can find a way to capture that with electronic sounds, I I really enjoy that. So some of the sounds uh some of the songs that you hear on the album were inspired by different keyboard patches that i found that i'm like wow that sounds cool i want to use that somewhere and then learning how to play that sound and hearing the qualities of that instrument kind of informed the writing for that then there's other times where i might have just a lyric or or like a little snippet of a melody in my head and then that forms the basis for a song um for the title track of the album, it was actually the the title of the song that I started with. I wrote that one in the uh, summer of 2020. And by that point, the pandemic had been raging for half the year. There was a lot of political unrest going on all over the world. And um, you know, every day I'm, I'm reading something in the newspaper uh, or online and in, in uh, social media that just would upset me and uh seeing all the misinformation that was flying around made me think about man it seems like we're in an age of misinformation and i thought man that would be a great title for a song and so i wrote about that that subject and then that in turn became when i finished writing that song i i looked back at some of the other songs i wrote and i saw oh well i I wrote a uh, liar and I wrote bet on zero and those both had these mm -hmm. themes of, of deception. And I thought this, this could actually be a good concept for an album that I want to explore. So then that in turn helped me with kind of still being stylistically diverse with the, with the music, but still having, um, something to kind of glue everything together. Yeah, so then you come up with stuff like Dark Secrets, and yeah, and then it all just kind of starts to hang together. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned classical, and I thought it was interesting that uh, this album does actually have some 
real string instruments, not not keyboard patches. Uh, there's actually a string quartet, correct? Yes, on the Color of Flight and Malaga. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun working with them. I always tell people that string writing for strings is kind of my, my comfort zone because I spent so many years in orchestra. Writing for uh, brass is something that was relatively new to me. I had done a little bit of orchestral writing when I was doing classical composing, but uh, for Bet on Zero, we have uh, a brass band in there. Right, yeah, and, I was going to mention that. Yeah, that was uh, definitely struck me as, wow, you know, th th that was a way different sound than anything I'd ever heard out of you. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I like to give myself new challenges. And so, uh, you know, when I think about this album, I, um, I did make a conscious effort to try some things that I hadn't done before. So bet on zero was, was one of them for me. I had always wanted to do something that was a little bit more jazz oriented. And, uh, as it happened, I had this riff, uh, the bass riff in, in the song that I was working on and that uh, that bass riff came first and then I developed a, a vocal around it and I thought it sounded kind of bluesy, kind of jazzy. I presented it to my band and our drummer at the time, Chase, um, he listened to it and he said, you know, I'm also percussionist in Big Wise Brass Band and if you showed that to them, I bet they would love to work with you. And uh, so I went to Will Wright, who is the uh, trombonist uh, soloist on that song and also the uh, leader of the group and I told him that I wanted to do something with them and I wanted to do something jazz oriented and he was totally on board and he said that it would be a lot of fun so I asked him what's the instrumentation here he said we've got uh, three trumpet players you could do two, two trombones and he recommended alto and, and baritone sax so there's your there's your seven piece brass ensemble. I, I started with the bass and the vocals and then a little bit of the drums. And then we filled in the sound with that brass band. And, uh, so for the color of flight in Malaga, it was kind of a similar thing with starting with, uh, in the case of those two, I started with, uh, a lot of keyboard sounds and then let the, the strings kind of fill in the gaps in that sound. Back before that last interview segment with Aaron Clift, we heard a track Rise from their new album, The Age of Misinformation. Now let's listen to that one which Aaron was just talking about. This is Bet on Zero. Yeah. 
Again, that was Bet on Zero, a jazzy excursion by the Aaron Clift Experiment, complete with brass provided by Big Wise Brass Band. Now let's listen to a bit more of my chat with Aaron Clift. Do you want to maybe talk a little bit about uh, who's in the band at this point and how how they influenced it and how you uh, met up with them? I mean, it seems like, yeah, there's no one from your previous album, basically, is there? Uh, no, this was a totally new lineup. Uh, I met through uh, a couple, uh, Cliff Warren, I, I known him through another uh, group in Austin, uh, Proud Peasant. We had done some shows with them and he had worked with them. Uh, so I, he, when he knew that we needed a bass player, he, he got in touch with me and joined us in 2019. Um, Anthony Bassini, I think he found me on craigslist i want to say and then um the uh and then pablo i know i found him through a facebook music group so just just a lot of networking but uh what i like about this lineup besides the fact that they're all uh, fantastic musicians is the the backgrounds that we come from are all kind of different you know i come from a classical and rock and progressive rock background uh anthony comes from uh singer songwriter and and jazz background he studied at berkeley college of music did Hmm. songwriting uh cliff comes from uh he's really into a lot of classic metal he played in a lot of metal bands before as well as progressive rock and and rock bands and then uh, pablo our drummer and percussionist comes from uh sort of a latin and jazz background so i guess there's um there's a good stylistic mix in there, but we all have in common an interest in adventurous music and, and trying out stuff that is a bit unconventional. Yeah. I, uh, I was particularly, uh, impressed by Anthony. I have to say, I, I and, and you, you say his background was, I'm sorry. What, what did you say? His background was because he, it, he's in, he he actually has a solo album coming out uh soon he's his stuff is um i'm trying to think how i describe some some of it kind of reminds me a little bit of like john mayer or or like dave matthews but he's a he's a singer songwriter but he also has uh a love for like coheed and cambria and 
and uh, yeah. Rush and some some uh, you know more shred guitar. Yeah, that's what uh, I was gonna say. The singer songwriter thing, and then some of his playing just sounded a lot more like what you just said, more like maybe shred, like Rush. yeah, yeah. I liked working with him because uh, for the color of flight, I remember that was actually the first song. I worked on that way back in the beginning of 2019, although the original, original idea for that was like from 2016 or 17, but I had kind of tossed around this chord progression and some, some stuff. And it just wasn't, the arrangement wasn't working out. I had too many lyrics, uh, too many sections to the song that didn't feel cohesive. And, and I also, was like you know something about this arrangement just doesn't work right for me um and he's like let me listen to that and a week later he he brought it back he slowed the tempo down dramatically and he turned it into more of an acoustic gentle uh the gentle acoustic guitar for the foundation of it i'm like and and then he just cut all the lyrics except for except for the like the two lines that are in there and i was like that's it. That's what it needed. Uh, he had a good, he had a good ear for that. And then with rise, he brought that in as a a guitar idea. And I, I worked on the chord progression with him to kind of nail down a a more stable, uh, progression that I could sing over. And uh, although I would say that chord progression is anything but stable, uh, but we figured out something that worked for us. And so I, I liked having that, that collaborative energy to, to kind of help with, with some of the songwriting in this album. The vinyl may be gone. The album art may be a JPEG. Radio lives on forever. Hi, this is Aaron from the Aaron Clift Experiment, and you're listening to Prog Watch. Earlier, Aaron and I spoke a bit about diversity as it relates to various tracks on the new album, The Age of Misinformation, and I definitely wanted to get this next one in. This is The Color of Flight.
Once again, that was The Color of Flight by the Aaron Clift Experiment from their new album, The Age of Misinformation. Now let's listen to a little more of my chat with Aaron Clift, which speaks to the question, is it prog or is it grunge? People are always asking the question online, like, what is prog or such and such? Is that really prog or is that? I I kind (laughs) of like, I I kind of dance around the issue. I'm, I'm more of the mind of like, uh, the the bigger question that I want to ask is: Is it interesting? Is it good? Do I like yeah. it? Um, yep. For me, because I got my start, I got my start listening to classical music. But then, like the first uh, 
the first music that I really got into on my own was grunge. And uh, it's debatable whether any of that is necessarily considered like progressive or not, but I, I think it is. I, I think um, all those groups were doing stuff that was pretty unusual when you think about it, like Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, yeah. Smashing Pumpkins yeah. were all super adventurous and I love that sound. And I guess being, I, I'm just curious about a lot of different things. So I like to, I like to incorporate that into the music. How about STP? You didn't mention them. Did you like oh, STP? Yeah. I can't forget <laughs> about them. I, I love Stone Temple Pilots. They're a huge uh, influence on me. And uh, they're one of the reasons I wanted to get into music in the first place. Yeah, I love I love Scott Weiland. It's a shame that he's no longer with us. Yeah, yeah that's un unfortunately. Like I'm thinking about all, a lot of those bands that yeah. that so many of those Allison talented James, musicians yeah. are no longer with us. Yeah, Chris Cornell. Yeah, sad, sad but true. I think we represented the new Aaron Clift experiment album, The Age of Misinformation, pretty well today, and I can't play the whole thing for you. So I figured I would finish up with a couple of older tracks from previous albums. First, one Aaron wrote for his lovely wife and soulmate called If All Goes Wrong. After that, a song called Kissed by the Sun. Oh, my love, 
my burdens hound me till I've had enough But you never let me face them
Then you walked away. Come back, come back to our place, to the clan where we began. We belong, we belong as one, or it's head to the clan where we began. Guess by the sun.
What we just heard was Kissed by the Sun from the album Outer Light, Inner Darkness, released in 2015. Prior to that, it was If All Goes Wrong, title track to the 2018 release by my special guest today, Aaron Clift of the Aaron Clift Experiment. Let's wrap up. So, where can people find you? Obviously, I'll have links uh, whenever I post the show, but uh, go ahead and give us a rundown. Yeah, so our website is aaronclifts.com. That's A-A-R-O-N-C-L-I-F-T.com. And on the website, you can learn more about our new album. We've It's also the only place where we've got the uh, merchandise items for this album. So in addition to being able to order a CD from our site, uh, you get the CD plus download combo. Uh, you can get a digital download if you prefer that. We also have uh, posters for Bet on Zero. So the uh, the artwork on the poster that we had our uh, album artist Fumihito Sugawara, he did a special artwork for the single Bet on Zero. And uh, we have some 12 by 18 posters that he has autographed and numbered. So they're limited edition. We also have Bet on Zero playing cards. So. Since the hmm. song is about a guy with a gambling problem, gambling, I thought yeah. uh, not to encourage it or anything, uh, <laughs> play responsibly, but <laughs> the the artwork for Bet on Zero is on the backs of the cards, so you, you have a, a unique playing card deck. Uh, I always love cool merchandise items from the, the bands that I listen to, so if you want to get those, please do check out our website. And uh, Anthony, I want to thank you again for, for this interview. It's, it's really great to catch up with you. Yeah, likewise. So I hope you enjoyed this feature on Aaron Clift and his band, The Aaron Clift Experiment. When I post this show to my website, progwatch.com, I will have links you can follow to find more about Aaron, his band, and their brand new album, The Age of Misinformation. At progwatch.com, you can also find all sorts of other cool stuff, like links to Rob Fisher's reviews on Progressive Discoveries Weeks as well as all my social media links, my email, and ways to subscribe to the show. You can also listen to any episode I've ever done right there. Search for any artist I've ever featured, and find a link to my Patreon page if you would like to help support the show. So until next time, be well, support the artists, and prog on, my friends. I go berserk? Well, you left me anyhow And then the days got worse and worse And now you see I've gone completely out of my mind And they're coming to take me away, haha They're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, haha To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time
time and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats and they're coming to take me away. <laughs> you thought it was a joke and so you laughed. You laughed when I had said that losing you would make me flip my lid. Right? You know you laughed. I heard you laugh. You laughed, you laughed and laughed and then you left. But now you know I'm utterly mad. And they're coming to take me away. Ha ha. They're coming to take me away. Ho ho. Hee hee. Ha ha. To the happy home with trees and flowers and chirping birds and basket weavers who sit and smile and twiddle their thumbs and toes. And they're coming to take me away. Ha I cooked your food, I cleaned your house, and this is how you pay me back for all my kind, unselfish, loving deeds. Ha! <laughs> well, you just wait, they'll find you yet, and when they do, they'll put you in the ASPCA, you mangy mutt. And they're coming to take me away, ha ha, they're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, ha ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, ha ha, to the happy home with trees and flowers and chirping birds and basket weavers who sit and smile and twiddle their thumbs and toes, and they're coming to take me away. 